Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. We're your host, Mac and Kenz, although today your real hosts are going to be Tyler and Mac Bridges. They (laughs) are giving you a little dating advice, relationship advice, marriage advice. You know the drill. We just did it, or Josh and I just did it last week. Got to listen back. I know you're dying for this week. It's going to be good. You're going to get the wedding scoop details. You're going to get a lot about their uh, single lives. I don't know, actually. We actually don't know. Are you saving all the single questions for us? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I did tell Mac. I was like, I can't answer any. There gets to be a point in marriage where you just forget that you were ever single, which sounds like very weird and sad and like maybe not sad for other people, but it's just real. It's just so hard to like remember. Yeah life do you find it hard already excited a little bit yeah probably so but you know I had to talk so much about my single life that I think I could call recall back but yeah I'm excited to hear Tyler Tyler is a lot of wisdom and honestly Tyler and I usually think pretty differently about stuff so I feel like it's a fun he teaches me things that I wouldn't think about so they're about I to think, throw down on the episode. It's going to be good. <laughs> no, we don't disagree. <laughs> we just think differently. <laughs> I hope you don't rage throw down on the episode. <laughs> it's going to be do. a good it one. It will be edited. <laughs> <laughs> it will be edited out. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we won't put you in that awkward position <laughs> to have to listen to us. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. Well, guys, it's another fun week in my feels. And for when I'm in my feels, you know, we released it a couple weeks ago, and hopefully you guys have pre-ordered it. If you haven't, what are you doing? You must go pre-order. Uh, but Literally, today we wanted what to are tell you doing? You. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, just <laughs> no shame here, guys. No shame here. Because we're about to convince you that you should, okay? Uh, so just hear us out for a few minutes. But we wanted to share a little bit about this study, how it works, what you can expect from it, and honestly, just get you excited about it because we've written a ton of Bible studies. I think a lot of you guys who are listening have probably done our Bible studies before. You know them, you love them, move of God, freedom looks Mm -hmm. good on you, daughters, James, among others. And this one is a little bit different. So the first big difference is typically our studies are all six weeks. This one Mm -hmm. is eight. So there's eight sessions. So if you're doing a group, it'll last a little bit longer. There's just a little bit more meat in this one. And the reason that it is eight sessions is because it is based around the eight core emotions and feelings. And I'll just tell you guys, We did not come up with these eight core emotions and feelings because Kent and I are not that smart. (laughs) It all goes back to our guy, Chip Dodd. Kent, tell them about our guy, Chip. (laughs) Chip Dodd is my literal inspiration, you guys. So much so that I'm going to name my first son after Chip. (laughs) She is. Uh, Isn't Chip one of your names? Chip is my number one name. And... It genuinely was like put on my radar from the author Chip Dodd, but I mean, I don't know the guy. Like, I'm not really naming him after Chip Dodd, but actually, how do we, we get do have Chip Dodd on the podcast? How do let's get him on the podcast? Wow, maybe to close out I the have feelings. His cell phone series. number. Text yes. him. Like, text him. <laughs> okay, we're texting. Chip. Yeah, tell him who Chip is. Okay, Chip is like a local guy, first of all. So he lives in Nashville. And well, I don't know that much about Chip Mag. So I don't know if you do, but he's an author. Do you want me to tell you about Chip? Okay, I know this. I'm wondering if you know more. He wrote the book, The Voice of the Heart, which is about these eight core emotions. And these core emotions are used in therapy, in counseling regularly. My mother-in-law, she's a therapist, and she also uses these as well as all of her friends that are therapists. So this is like a normal, uh, or it's a big practice. Uh, it's 
eight core feelings. Yes, Mac, go ahead. I got to tell you about Chip. I've 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 studied up on Chip. So Chip Dodd is no, a mentor, consultant, counselor, and teacher. She's reading his autobiography. Recovery and redemption for over thirty years. It is the territory Wait, I where know people that. can return to the living way we are created to live, where we Chip. can move from survival to living. It's a lot. He has his PhD from the University of North Texas, and he is a counselor full time. But yes, Kent, you're right. He created these these emotions. I was going to say he's actually he just turned 21 this year, so he is 21. Growing up, <laughs> 21. Stupidest joke I've ever literally told in my whole freaking life. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, it what? Was like a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness he's like not 16. 21 guys he's a wise man old man. <laughs> not old but you know he's up there a little bit but okay wait we're not taking this seriously chip died oh my uh, god both read this it book together we both read this book boys of the heart it was super influential for both of us and really just gave this perfect model to feelings and emotions and we wanted to kind of take all those things that we learned and translate it for college women and then also take it and look really deep into scripture because what we found was that scripture really informs all of these feelings that it's actually so cool to read the word of God from the lens of feelings because once you kind of clue into it, you start seeing it all over the place. All these Bible characters that we know and love felt the same feelings that we feel on a daily basis. And even Jesus himself, fully God, but also fully human, felt the feelings that we feel. And so therefore, we can learn so much by watching what Jesus does with those feelings and then stepping into that invitation that Jesus offers us in each of the feelings. And what I thought is so cool about it is... You know, when we set out to write a book on feelings, because this is kind of our idea from the beginning, we want to write a book on feelings. And the reason we wanted to was because Ken's and I were both a little bit annoyed and frustrated with all of the girls that we knew in our life who were stuck in their feelings and who were so controlled by their feelings. It felt like I would sit down for coffee with a girl and all she could talk about was her heartbreak or her anxiety or her her sadness or her fears or her depression or whatever. And I felt like I just knew all these women who were letting their feelings tell them who they were rather than letting God tell them who they were. And so Ken's and I were like, we need to help the ge- this generation just get rid of their feelings. <laughs> like we really did. We thought that was the answer. Like we're going to help girls stop feeling. And then as we studied the word of God and as we dug into this, we realized that actually feelings are such beautiful things. And they're actually things created by God that allow us to experience new levels of intimacy with God. And so there's actually an invitation to experience more of God, more of Jesus, more of the Holy Spirit, if we lean in and we process our feelings with Him. And that's kind of what this study is all about. About. And so yes. it's pretty exciting and pretty cool. And I love that it took us on a journey too, Kent. Yes, for real. I feel like it's pretty obvious to realize that our feelings, sometimes we can just get stuck in them. Like they can turn sour really fast is what, and that's what we kind of walk through in the book of how these emotions can turn sour, how we can get stuck in them, how they can become our identity. And that's been real for me. That's been real for you, Mac. That's so real for everybody. You just feel like you just can't get out of it. You can't not feel it. And and that's been real for so long. Like that's what I love most about this study actually is the scripture stories. As we looked at people in the scriptures, I was like, okay, is this going to be like a little bit of a stretch? Like did these people in the Bible really feel all these emotions? And is it even talked about? And you guys, you're going to be so enlightened and so excited to see that these people in scripture felt these same things and they got stuck in it too. And let it turn sour really quickly. But then we see this perfect invitation into healing through Jesus. And we see this in the life of Jesus himself. Like he felt these things too. But of course, like Jesus always does, he handled them super well, brought them to the feet of Jesus. And there's so much healing there. So really, if you're feeling all the things, I feel like every four on the Enneagram right now is for sure purchasing 
in my field because they are ready <laughs> not to just get up the in their fours field. yeah but not just the fours <laughs> the sevens too because the sevens like to just only have the happy joyful go lucky feelings and they're gonna purchase this book too because <laughs> they need to learn to feel their feelings in healthy ways that's, so yeah no sevens okay okay that's me that's me no uh yeah no truly everybody though. you know what's funny let's talk about this this is a side note I have never heard you talk more about your Enneagram than you have in this book. I was laughing at you. Every two pages, you're like, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. <laughs> Every two pages. And I've never seen so you dramatic. own it like you have recently. I mean, I'm proud to be a seven. It's a cool one. On the Enneagram. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty stoked about it. But yeah, it, it just showed its true colors in the study. Like one of the emotions is sadness. And so... I'm pretty sure I wrote like kind of the introduction to this emotion in the book. And I remember sitting down that day trying to write about sadness. And I was just like, uh, I don't like to feel sad. I don't feel sad, which isn't true. I do, but I'm a seven on the end. Yeah. So I think I don't. And I like wipe it all or push it all under the rug or whatever. So it was really funny. I yeah. lit it. I wrote this hilarious. in the book, but I watched this scene from – um Oh, Mac, what's the movie? I know nobody Air here knows. You've already told Air Bud. Air Bud. Air Bud. Okay, yeah. It's a throwback movie. But anyways, I watched that scene yeah. like where the, the guy's like, go, buddy, go, leave, buddy. And it was genuinely so sad. But then what's <laughs> funny is I Googled, I literally right after that, I Googled what's the en happy ending of Air Bud so that I wouldn't feel oh, sad Oh, my anymore. goodness. Because I'm a That's seven hilarious. on the Enneagram. There's that. Okay. But there's a very and beautiful it's... invitation and sadness, Ken's. You need to embrace that sadness, actually. So, yes. Teaser for the Am I Field study. But wait, before we jump into the other part of this episode, I want to give you guys a quick overview of the format of this book. So like we said, there's eight sessions, eight weeks, and each one of them dives into the core feeling or emotion. Uh, those are things like fear, joy, sadness, anger, hurt so many more. And then there's four days for each session or each week of the study. The first day just introduces the, actually the first day is the podcast. So maybe there's five, four or five. Maybe the first day goes in with one. I don't know, guys, <laughs> I'm confused too, but there's a podcast episode that goes along with every single feeling. It'll start dropping, uh, October 4th, I think. October 4th. Yes, the first one drops October 4th. You're right. So there's a podcast episode to go along with every single week. The first day introduces that feeling and helps you just be able to recognize maybe where it's showing up in your own life, maybe places where you've neglected to see it in your life, starts digging into scripture. Day two explores the sour side. So what happens when that feeling gets ignored, when that feeling gets suppressed, when that feeling is dwelled in, it often turns sour. And that's where a lot of the negative parts of these feelings enter into the stories of our lives. And we'll see that through the lens of scripture over and over again. Day three is the invitation. Oh gosh. Yeah. The invitation. That's the, the awesome day yes. where we see what Jesus offers us when we feel that feeling with him and we take it to his feet and we let him speak into it. This is so powerful. And again, we'll dig into scripture and see this come to life. And then the last day of each week is the group guide. And Ken's and I just kind of like set the stage, set the tone for your group, and then give you a ton of fun questions to dig into the word more and to really start to open up. And this study is truly so perfect to do with a group. If you are like needing community, if you're wanting to go deeper with your friends, this would be the perfect, perfect study to grab and dive into because it really does not keep you on the surface. Like you're going deep, you're going fast. So it is the perfect study to do with a group of trusted friends or even a group of new friends to really get to know each other and just kind of to see the inner workings of each other's hearts and minds. And so forthegirl.com, you can find it there. You can pre-order it. Remember, if you pre-order it, you get our free Joy, Joy, Joy bracelet and Text your friends, invite your friends to do it with you. I'm so excited. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm very excited for that bracelet, actually. I've been really into the bead 
game life these days, you know, those cute, bright things, colors. It feels fun. I love it. So you heard that, right? If you order it any time within the month of September, you will get a free bracelet with the study. And you also just want to be the first to receive it and tell your friends and post about it and all the things. Being the first, you know, is the best. So Anyways, we're excited for this episode. It's going to be so good. Excited to get some wisdom from Mac and Tyler and talk about their life and marriage and dating. Let's get into the episode. Oh my goodness, we have the one and only Tyler Bridges here. I'm so excited. My favorite person on the planet. Sorry, Ken. I feel the nerves that I get when you try to get me to get into a TikTok spontaneously. (laughs) I just got nervous. Are you nervous? He said before that he feels like he's awkward on podcasts. How many podcasts have you been on? Just the one, right? Or yeah, just the one. Just podcasts in general. Oh, oh, actually, now I remember. He used to record the intros for his boss's podcast, and I used to give him so much crap for it because he has a podcast voice. It's a skill. You really, you know, like anything else, practice makes perfect. And uh, it, was a li- <laughs> it was a little awkward out of the <laughs> gates for me with the intros. A little too much energy. I don't, it's never a matter a lack of energy from me. It's usually too much. Well, that's a good problem to have, I feel like. You're making a lot of noise with your breakfast. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. There's still All a lot right. to learn, you Well, guys. other than his podcast etiquette, I have been very excited for this podcast episode because Tyler is just one of the wisest people that I know. And You don't have to say that. Yes, you are, babe. And you give such great advice. It was actually really cute. Last night, there was a guy calling Tyler for dating advice, and I was loving it because he... Honestly, has just done so many things so right and has really redeemed for me a lot of dating relationships. Obviously, now you're my only marriage, so I don't know other marriages, Mm -hmm. but uh, has really just set a huge precedence. And so I'm really excited for you guys to hear from him and to just share him with all of you. But we're going to jump into our questions. So we have some different questions. I have a dating section, an engagement section, and then a marriage section And because we've only been married for, what, four months? Experts, baby. We are not experts at all. And so more of this is just going to be kind of our personal experience. What we've learned by no means is this perfect advice. We're going to actually kind of steer away from giving advice about things that we have no idea about. But we will share a lot of our experience, and I'm excited to jump in. So we're going to start with dating. Question number one, Tyler. And I guess I'll answer some of these too. Were you actively pursuing a relationship when we met? Yeah, I was. I really was. Yeah. I was in a little bit of a weird season of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but no, definitely. I was desiring it. I was open to it. And yeah, I was definitely seeking it out. So I think pretty, yeah, definitely was actively pursuing a relationship when yeah. we met for sure. Yeah. And I would say I was. I also, you know, this is kind of part of the how did you guys meet question, but I did sign up for a single ladies' night. That's true. You don't sign up for those unless you're. (laughs) Some guys probably do. Yeah, yeah, true. (laughs) You know, that's true. Just wanting the attention. Yeah. I would say also, yes, definitely was actively pursuing a relationship. I was just at a point in my life where I was very ready to meet somebody. All my friends. You were actively in a relationship when we met. (laughs) Not when we met. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Guys, it's a funny story, but I had, had been dating around the time that we met, and I had actually said yes to being a guy's girlfriend for about four days and then realized that was not the move. That was not right. And I seriously ended that four-day relationship one hour before I met Tyler. So funny story. Not always glamorous. (laughs) No. Our advice, it comes with some context. (laughs) Yeah. Our advice comes with don't do what we've done. (laughs) So yeah, funny story. I'll have to share that one another time. Okay, so yes, we were both actively pursuing a relationship when we met. And then someone asked, how did you meet? And Tyler could give a 30-minute story, but you got to give like two sentences. Yeah, we gave the full story. Check out the 
for the girl Instagram. Yeah, IGTV. IGTV. Which this is, is a while ago. Yeah. This is oh really? Yeah, it's now all just the same thing. But wow, I'm so out of it. That was a while ago. So go check that out if you want the full story. But pretty much, I I noticed Mac from afar had some really good friends do delight in uh, college. Shout out Carrie. Shout out Brooke. Um, <laughs> and so I'd seen Mac from afar. Hope Mitchell, really good friend of mine, started working for For the Girl. Asked me to be a part of Single Ladies Night. Went on a blind date with not Mac. <laughs> and that's not right grammar, but I think we went, I went on a date with someone that wasn't Mac and then kind of following that event somehow ended up in a group text with Mac and then somehow a couple of days later ended up in Nashville with Mac. And then, uh, you know, we talked about it last night, like a week and a half later we were dating. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was quick and random and bizarre and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I felt like God and I had this conversation all the time where I was like, God, how am I ever going to meet somebody? I am like the queen of women's ministry. Mm -hmm. All I ever do is hang out with girls and spend my time praying for girls and thinking about girls and all the things. And it was really cool. And just like a sweet moment how it's so funny that I actually ended up meeting my husband at a women's ministry event. So somebody asked about our first date story, which I thought was fun because I don't know if we've ever shared that before. Because our first date had so many funny circumstances. You're better at not over explaining. So why don't you share that? And then add any details I missed. But essentially what happened was we met on this single ladies night. We texted for a few days. Then we got on a FaceTime After that FaceTime, pretty quickly I was like, okay, we need to meet because either I'm going crazy or like this is something really real. And so I was going to Nashville for work just a couple days later and Cincinnati where he lived at the time was only four hours from Nashville. So I was like, hey, crazy idea. Why don't we meet up in Nashville? And he was like, okay, tell me when and where. And so literally like four days after starting to communicate over the phone, he drives to Nashville and he comes to pick me up. Now we've never met in person. This is so funny. So hilarious. I'm staying at my friend's house. She's not there, thankfully. So it's like just he and I. I open the door and it's the funniest thing because like (laughs) we have basically been really falling for each other over the phone. But like, you know, (laughs) until you meet in person, you don't really know if it's real. And so I could have been like five, two. Yeah, you could have. You could have been. I knew you were tall. I I had stalked your pictures. Tall enough. (laughs) (laughs) And so I open the door. We hug. We laugh. We're both so nervous. And also. Oh, fun fact about the first. Yeah. (laughs) Tell him. So on my way over to pick up Mac, I was so nervous that my legs were shaking. (laughs) I don't, I don't, you know, I get, I get maybe some jitters, some pregame jitters, but never do I get so nervous where my legs were shaking. I hadn't eaten the whole day. I'd gotten McDonald's on the way down to Nashville and just didn't even have a bite of it. So I was I was freaking out. Also, fun fact, this was February 14th. So it was Valentine's Day that we were meeting for the first time. It just happened to fall on Valentine's Day. And then second fun fact, a snowstorm was coming to Nashville. So as he's picking me up, the snow is falling and like it's gonna be bad probably yeah it's gonna be bad we shouldn't be out on the roads but we get in the car and we're both so nervous we decide to go to this place in Nashville he's like okay you know Nashville better than me take me somewhere so we went to um, this little place called Never Never and we sat in a corner booth and just started talking and time stopped essentially we talked for forever and I always say like I remember about halfway through the conversation Or no, we had been there probably like 20, 30 minutes. We hadn't even been there long. And he's like, all right, well, I'm loving getting to know you. But I was just thinking about on the way down here, I'm coming here for very specific reasons. And I would love to know why you're here right now. Like, why did you agree to to go on a date with me? And he's like, but I'll go first. And so he starts sharing five or six things that he's noticed about me that made him want to be there in that moment. And they were just the sweetest, most authentic things that most people 
would never call out on me, things that really mattered to me. And I just remember sitting there and I'm hearing him say all these things. And honestly, I was kind of blacking out because I don't really <laughs> remember them. Like he had to tell me later what they were again. But uh, because I was just sitting there thinking to myself, oh my goodness, this guy's telling me all the things I've always wanted to hear. And wow, I am into it <laughs> because, you know, there had been so many times where a, a guy would, would like me and, and I would be sitting across the table trying to convince myself, like, you should like him too. And I just didn't feel it in my heart. But there was just something so different about sitting across the table from Tyler. And also, so funny, if you don't know, we have a six-year age gap. I'm six years older than Tyler. So at the time, the age was a really big deal. And I was like, oh my goodness, can I date a guy six years younger than me? But I just didn't even notice his age, and it was just a really, really cool moment. Speaking of, what was the age difference like at first for you, Tyler? Your family's thoughts on it? Your friends' yeah. thoughts on it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was pretty confident. Yeah. It, 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 I guess the age difference wasn't as big as really just the stage of life. I think if there's anything that really made me uncomfortable or like insecure um was just the fact that I was a senior in college and living in a college house with my college buddies with our senior banners on the walls you know just like a very immature young setting and while I didn't necessarily feel you know I was certainly immature in in a lot of ways but what maybe it, I didn't feel immature in general I definitely was insecure about just that part of my life, not necessarily the people in my life, because I, I have amazing friends, incredibly mature friends who um, I think really helped prepare me to meet to meet Mac. But I just thought it was kind of funny. The idea of like bringing Mac, my 28 year old adult girlfriend to my college house just was a, a hilarious concept. So the age difference never really felt like a big deal to me. I had always, you know, kind of like a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so in a way, it kind of felt like a challenge. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny in that way. But I would say our friends and family all at first were definitely yeah. a little hesitant <clears throat> of, are you sure? I think on his side, his probably friends and family just thought, uh, are you sure she actually likes you? You know, are yeah. you sure she's into this? I'm really, I'm really lucky. My, my parents trust me a lot. You know, I would say my dad definitely like just trusts me. Like if I say something unless it's crazy or foolish you know he, he pretty much just trusts me my mom is a little bit more protective I would say she trusts me but she's a little bit more protective and I think they were probably just like is she okay like does she know what she's yeah. doing I think they were like she surely can do better than you right <laughs> like I think that's what they were thinking like who is this girl so I think that was yeah yeah, and I think on my side, my family was definitely like, are you sure he's mature enough? Are you sure like this isn't just a fun thing? And after some time, I think when they saw how different it was for me, they all bought in just as quickly. There was the initial hesitation followed then by, oh my goodness, this guy is something so special and we can get behind that. And then I think it took some time for everybody else to get on board, just the general totally. public probably, because yeah, it does sound weird at first. But it's pretty funny. Yeah. It works so well for us. And I think there's actually been a lot of sweet things that have come from our age gap that I really love and value. So. Okay, the next kind of section I want to move into. Yeah, let's get into the good stuff. Because every time we do a question and answer about dating and relationships, the most asked question by far, it's like half of them every time is, how did you know he was the one? How do you know when you're ready to get married? How do you know you want to marry each other? Tyler and I were talking about this before, and I really don't believe there's a blanket answer to this. I don't think there's like a a one check all for every relationship to know, hey, this is the person you're supposed to marry. I believe it's so unique. And I love that our goddess is so intricate and so nuanced with every single one of his creations that every story looks so different. But we can definitely share our story of how we kind of came to that. So how did you know I was the one you wanted to marry, mm. Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> An angel came to me at night. Um, yeah, this is, I think we could say so much and yet like so little at the same time, right? Like I think Mac really said it, it's really unique. It's really unique to the situation you're in. Mac and I were both 
you know, although our life stages look different, I think we were both really in a position in our lives where we were ready to kind of receive a relationship like Mm -hmm. this. I had had dated and been in a place where I was like, man, I don't necessarily need to, or like, I don't need to get married right now, but I'm definitely ready for it. Like I'm mm-hmm. looking for that. I'm kind of done dating. I know I need to date to get married, but I'm I'm kind of done with the whole dating just to date thing, right? So I think there is a season for that, but I, I was kind of ready. Mac, you know, you guys know her story. It was definitely in a place where she was ready for it. So yeah, I think like for us, our life stages, we, we just were ready for it. Um, one thing I think is was super critical for me was number one, I would say like I was just in a really healthy place in my relationship with with God. Like I just felt really close to him, felt a lot of intimacy with him, um, felt like really confident in who I was and had a lot of confidence in kind of what I wanted my life to look like in the context of marriage. Now I had guesses, right? Like I had certainly was no expert on marriage by any means or like what a healthy marriage should be or look like, but I had great examples around me. And, you know, again, just had a lot of uh, confidence in who I was and what I was looking for. And so going into meeting Mac, like, man, there's just so many things that was so affirming of that, of what I was looking for. But Mac, I always said this like early on when we met, like, She was so much more than anything that I could have even have thought of or dreamed about in a partner. We had so much alignment and everything Mm -hmm. that we felt, but her as an individual, the confidence she had in herself, her heart for God, her heart for others, just was so much greater than anything that I could have thought of or imagined for, for someone Mm -hmm. in myself, you know? So it just like exceeded my expectations. One thing that was really like, this is very simple, but I think people kind of overcomplicate this. I really enjoyed being around Mac. I just really, really enjoyed being around her. Had a lot of fun. We had a blast. You know, that week in Nashville was so much fun. Also really was so much more confident in myself. I liked who I was around her. So not only, you know, did we have fun, but I also really felt like Mac brought out the best in who I was. And so all those are really good things. The whole falling in love, quote unquote, phase is so exciting and amazing. Like it's kind of undeniable how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. One really important thing for me was having people that I trusted around me who were wiser kind of down the road and and have already walked this season to hear my heart. Right. And then also like affirm what they see in me. Right. Mm -hmm. People who know me and say, man, like. I really, like, I, I trust your heart. Like, I know your heart. You know, the way that you're speaking makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of wisdom in your discernment. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, again, a lot of just little nuances. But I think yeah. all those added up really made me feel like when the more that we spent time together, the more it just made sense. Okay, I'll tell you guys how I knew Tyler was the one. And like I said, I believe that every person's story looks so unbelievably different. And so I don't think this has to be the gauge that you look at your story with. I know Kent's, how she knew Josh was the one, was so different than how I knew Tyler was the one. But my story was literally every guy I'd ever dated, it was either one of two things. I was either A, trying to convince myself why I should like them, or B, I was trying to convince God why they were a good person for me. There was always one or the other. Like I either had to convince myself or I was trying to convince God like, no, he's a good guy. Like this could actually work, things like that. And I sat across the table from Tyler literally the first night. And I don't know, guys, it just was so different. And I really believe that first night, I just, I had this feeling. I just knew it was different. I would just believe it was like that peace from the Lord that I was like, wow, this just stands in such stark contrast to everything else that I need to pay such great attention to this. And I remember I texted my best friend that night and she was like, how's it going? And I was like, unless God is playing a cruel joke on me, I'm pretty sure this is my husband. Like I knew that early. And then it wasn't like I was going off that as truth from that point forward, but I'm not kidding you. God confirmed it every single day after that. And that was just my story. And it's really sweet for me. I felt like it was just like a sweet moment between God and I because I was always the girl who wanted a relationship, but relationships just never came easy for me. They were always 
so difficult, so hard. I looked at other girls around me and I was like, how do they do this? How do they just date guys? And it's awesome and great. I was like, I can't date a guy and it not be tumultuous and horrible and make me feel just all sorts of weird things inside. And Tyler was the first guy that I was able to date and just have so much peace and so much confidence that this was something that was so right with my heart and also something that I knew God was so happy about as well. We really were better together and Tyler really did help me love the Lord even more, which for me was just such a cool thing because I didn't have to convince God, like, I think this is a good guy for me. I knew God was on board from the day we started dating and there was just that really cool piece. So that was my story of how I knew you were the one. It was early. It was fast. (laughs) And then we got married. So, (laughs) okay, wait, I want to do a bonus section right here because I really believe that you're so wise and you have such great things to offer. So number one... How do you meet godly men? What's the answer, Tyler? How do you do it? How do you find them? Where are they? Well, I don't really have experience meeting godly men. <laughs> well, where are godly men um, like you? Yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I mean, that's so unique for my for my story. Just get in community, like literally just put yourself out there. I think it is really similar to meeting friends. And I'm in this season, I'm trying to meet friends right now. And I'm just saying yes to super random things. Mm-hmm. I said yes to a 5.15 a.m. Ultimate Frisbee group. And I've met a ton of friends. Like I would never, probably never done that. But um, it's just making a lot of random connections. And I really just think when you put yourself out there, you're pursuing God, like things just happen. So put yourself out there, get in community, say yes to things, local church, local church, local church, local church is the number one answer for so many different things. And I think that includes finding godly men. I love that. Okay, how can a girl show interest saying, hey, I'm interested in you without being too forward and Hmm. still letting the guy pursue things? I mean, here's the thing. Like, don't be afraid to show that. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think Mac and I probably would give different advice just for the nature of who we are, like our, (laughs) you know, who we are. But, you know, I, I, I don't, think you should be afraid to show it. <laughs> Mac uh, was not interested in me at first, mm-hmm. but she was kind of like toying with me. And I took that as if she was interested and it did nothing but fuel my mm-hmm. desire and, and interest. And so even though that was not her intention, the sentiment there is the fact that her being a little bit interested in me really got me interested. It gave you confidence. Yeah, it gave me a ton of confidence. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, you you tell them like you're really good at being creative and flirty. (laughs) Yeah, I would say be flirty. I think that's important. And flirty doesn't mean in a, you know, in a weird way or Mm -hmm. like a sexual way. I just mean poke fun at them, get in there, text them something cute and whatever. And I actually think flirting is such a great thing because it's basically a thermometer for how they're feeling Mm -hmm. because if they like you they will flirt right back Mm -hmm. and if they don't then that will probably end there and then that's a great indication of like okay they're probably not interested and so I think some girls are like I need to know if he likes me or not yeah and I think you really can put out some feelers and see how they respond and a guy doesn't want to have to sit you down and say hey I don't like you Mm -hmm. if he can avoid that and so I think you just then have to trust yourself to like read the room and understand, okay, they didn't respond super flirty back to that. So there's probably a good chance that they're not interested. And I think that's just like a good way to go about it. Sometimes I think we overcomplicate the Christian dating scene by thinking we have to have these huge, big, serious conversations when at first we're just kind of getting to know each other. We're putting some feelers out there to see is there interest and I'll just tell you girls that all of you girls who are chasing after a guy who doesn't like you, let me tell you, it is so much more fun to date a guy who is obsessed with you and thinks you're the greatest <laughs> thing on the planet. <laughs> it's just so How much better. And wait for that. And don't waste your time with these guys who are giving you breadcrumbs and you're trying to make a meal out of their breadcrumbs. Trust me, wait around for a guy who totally thinks you're amazing because he's out there and it's just so much better. So. Mm. That would be my advice on that. Okay, Tyler, how do you think a girl could protect her mind and heart when she's interested in a guy, but she's not sure if it's the guy? Like, she's not sure if, if God's in it and if it's something she should pursue. Mm. 
Yeah, gosh, that's hard. You know, well, number one, like the cookie cutter answer, which is the key here is like, you have to be connected to God, right? Like that has to be your priority, not in a way that's to get the the gift. You know, you have to fall in love with being in the presence of God. I just, I'm so grateful for the community of guys that I lived with. Like we just, we collectively pushed one another to before anything else in college, like we were just going to fall in love with being in the presence of God. So we did whatever we could, both, you know, in community and holding each other accountable to doing this separately to just be in his presence and fall in love with him. And, you know, when you're in that space, again, things just happen. Like when you're, when you're confident and you're in the presence of God on a regular basis, things happen. One of those things that I noticed for Mac and I was that I noticed that same thing was true for Mac. Mm -hmm. I never once had to question where her heart was um, for God. I just, it was so obvious in who she was before I ever met her. Like if someone's heart aligns in pursuing Christ, it should be obvious. It should be, you know, should be like the fragrance of Christ um, just all over them. And that was so apparent for Mac and the way that she carried herself and the way that she loved people and the way that we, the things that we talked about when we talked, right? Like the things that we talked about mattered. It wasn't, you know, just simple things all the time. Certainly we had fun and hilarious conversations, but um, it was just so obvious. So I think to protect your heart, <clears throat> the number one thing that you can do, connect yourself with the yeah. greatest protector of your hearts. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. And I would just add, date the facts. Like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes as women, we tend to live in the clouds and we tend to fill in the blanks and fill in the gaps and imagine things that maybe aren't actually truthful. And I think just one way to protect your heart is just state the facts over and over again to yourself of like where they're at, what you're feeling, and, and really go off of those until I think both of you have agreed like, okay, we're both in this and we both want to pursue this and we both have confidence that like God is in this as well. Because like I said, maybe you're that girl who's over there trying to low-key convince God that you should date this person (laughs) and you're Mm -hmm. like, God, this is such a good idea. And I would say if you're having to do that, that's not what God's peace feels like. And so I would just go back to the facts there and try to teach your feelings the facts um, before kind of getting swept up them and letting your your feelings lead the way. And so, yes. Okay, so we don't have time for too many more dating questions, so I'm going to skip past those. But hey, you can always DM Tyler with your dating questions if you need some good advice. Hit me up. Um, but now we're going to move into the season of engagement. And so how did you – somebody asked, how did you use your engagement season to prepare for marriage? Mm. Yeah, that's it's a it's a good question. And it's super important, man. Like so many people talk about all the different things that we do to prepare for things in life and and how much we just naturally do that. But in marriage, the most important thing we tend to not. I don't know that we did this super perfectly. Like, I think if we were to go back. Like, I think if we were to go back, we'd change some things. Maybe we wouldn't. I would say one thing is in no way can you truly prepare for marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I wish I would have just known that. Like, there is no perfect way to prepare. And there are just some things that you can't prepare your way into having no problems in marriage. Like, that's just not a real thing. They happen and it's real. And part of, I think, the preparation is knowing how to then handle those problems and how to face them together. Totally. Yeah, I think there there are a lot of things that you'll hear kind of in the Christian culture of like if you don't do these things, you know, you're you're setting your you're not setting yourself up well. Be careful like following those trends. I think what you need to do is just connect with your fiance and Mm -hmm. figure out, you know, what is it that we're wanting to build and then what do we need to surround ourselves with in order to get there. And one thing that was really crucial for us was connecting with a couple that we admired, that we respected, um, that we trusted, and that the landscape of their family, how they interacted with one another, we we wanted that for our future marriage and our future family. Total God-ordained thing. My barber ended up being this guy, just so bizarre, but this guy that I just loved, man. He, uh, one of those guys that you just felt, you just felt light 
walking away from time with him and um, just could so sense the presence of God. Um, quickly learned a ton about him and his marriage and then his kids and something unique about this guy is he's a, he's a black man and I am really passionate about surrounding myself with people that don't look like me and talk like me and think like me and learning from them. And I just, this guy is just so easy to respect and admire. And I just wanted to be around him. So I kind of asked him if I could spend more time with him. And, you know, through that, I learned more about his family. And the moment that I met his wife, I thought that it was just perfect that, that it would be so, so awesome for Mac to meet Kim is her name. And so, um, we just, tried to commit to getting around this couple as much as possible. It's, it's so hard. I mean, you have to give yourself grace and <laughs> whole engagement season. We did it quick, six and a half months. Um, and that is a busy, busy time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, we just committed to getting around this couple. It was never structured. Uh, it was always just conversation, learning from them. Kim was amazing. Yeah. Just so great at asking questions, being honest with us, like, and one thing that was really huge about that was them committing to us that no matter what, we're with you guys. Like we're in your corner. We're here for you. You know, we don't care what it looks like. We're there. And just like even someone saying that to us um, was huge. You know, you don't want to go into to marriage alone. So that, that was that was one thing that um, I'm really glad that we did. Yeah, I think so, too. It was it was really cool. There was no like particular format to it. We didn't read a book together or anything like that. But gosh, some of the things that we learned from them were some of the things that Tyler and I talk about on the daily. So that was huge. We also went on a marriage retreat mm -hmm. at Windshape, uh, which is in Georgia. It was like a two-day weekend with a bunch of other either engaged or newly married couples. And that was really cool. It was just really fun to have a weekend away to, to focus on our marriage. And we had a really hard time finding like a premarital counselor. So my dad uh, is a pastor and he was the one who performed our, our ceremony. And typically like whoever does your ceremony does your premarital counseling. But would have been a little awkward with my dad. <laughs> so we didn't have the the option to do. <laughs> he did give us some advice. The one bit of advice was on the topic of sex. Yeah. And that was uncomfortable and so funny. We might as well have gone into all of it. Yeah. <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, so this was a really great option for us because there wasn't like a clear, obvious person to do our premarital counseling. So it was kind of like an intensive of premarital, which was awesome. Oh my goodness. D just texted Tyler. So funny. Uh, D's Tyler's Barber. Uh, and then we also read the book, The Meaning of Marriage. We're obsessed with it. We love it. Mm. It created awesome conversations between us. It's by Tim Keller. I would suggest it. Basically anybody I who it. basically anybody who has gotten married, I feel like, and is a Christian, so many people have read it and are also raving fans. So we're not the first ones, but it's because it's that good and so cool. Yeah, follow that trend. Yeah, follow that trend. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was super big for us. And so, yeah. I would just want to ask Tyler just to close this section. Looking back, what do you wish you would have done differently during engagement? Is there anything that you wish like, oh, if I could go back, I wish we would have done this? That's a hard question. I think, you know, finding space just to, to slow down. I mean, part of part of that engagement process is so much learning. You know, the engagement process is is marriage prep. You know, you're yeah. learning how to communicate in the midst of a busy season. You're faced with a lot of conflict and planning for a wedding and kind of organizing both families, right? Yeah. The different dynamics. So, you know, a lot of that is learning. And I think we took a lot from it. I think if we were going to do anything differently, we just kind of sprinted, you know, yeah. I think, I don't know that we wanted, <clears throat> would have wanted to extend our engagement. I think we were pretty ready to just to get married, but Man, it felt it did feel really busy. You know, there's maybe some things that we could have said no to. Yeah. And I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, I think if there's anything, that's what I would say. And so, um, you know, maybe saying no to some things and giving us some more time to slow down, that would have that could have served us pretty well. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I mean, we had like so many other couples that I've talked to who are engaged, we had a lot of tension. You're making so many decisions, you're merging your lives together. 
you're having to let go of things that have always been true of your life. And it is hard. It is so difficult. And one thing that we learned in our engagement retreat that I loved was uh, they said, hey, what is so cool is that you have now, you have direct access to your spouse's creator and you can talk to them and call on them at any time. And that is just something that I loved the sentiment of, but I didn't put into practice much. And I just think that's such a cool thing that we have direct access. Like we have a direct line to our fiance, our husband, our boyfriend's creator, and you get to tap into that as much as you possibly want. And when you have tension, that's like the best time to tap into that. And so that's just something that I wish I would have done more of in engagement. Okay, so now we are going to move into our final section of questions. And we're going to talk about married life and what married life has looked like for us. We've been married now for what, babe? Five about months? five months. Five months? Up on five. When you hear this, it will be five months. No, it won't be. Not quite five months. <laughs> Isn't it like uh, tomorrow? <laughs> I'm just trying to get us some more credit, okay? But... We're going to start with a little question about the wedding. So everybody wants to know, they've been dying to know, Tyler, what was your favorite part of the wedding? They've been dying to know my favorite yes, part of the wedding. We got thousands of DMs asking for this. My favorite part of the wedding, we were kind of nerds and we both were most excited about the ceremony and I think it lived up to what we were expecting. We had so many fun things planned for the ceremony, so many intentional things that, that we were looking forward to. And it was just awesome. We had some stormy weather on the day of our wedding. And, mm-hmm. you know, that created some logistical delays and problems. But it also created just a really cool atmosphere for the ceremony. We were outside, but it was in a covered area. And so um, just this really awesome, beautiful atmosphere. The setting was pretty, like closed in like pretty tight people were uh, it was just a, a, a tight space and so just felt very intimate felt very close and we decided we wanted to serve communion to everyone who attended the wedding and that was really awesome I yeah. really I really enjoyed that part so I'd say the ceremony as a whole and then if you want to get really specific serving communion was really special yeah yeah I was really big on this ceremony just being the place where we were kind of giving a lot of our energy and time and attention to and so I feel like it really felt worshipful which was cool and not because we didn't even actually have worship like a time of actual like worship music and worship but everything about it felt very inviting to I think the people that were there that day we did write our own vows and shared those and that was fun I loved the idea Mm. of getting up in front of all of our people and letting them in on the things that I was vowing to you, to the things I was signing up for. And I wanted people to kind of be able to hold me to that for the rest of my life. And so I loved that we got to do that. So it was all around such an incredible day, but that was day one of our marriage. And so what for you has been maybe your favorite part of marriage and then also the biggest surprise in marriage? (laughs) Well, babe, there's been so many amazing things about being married to you. (laughs) (laughs) You could go on and on. I could talk for hours. Um, But gosh, I would say, um, yeah, I think my favorite part about marriage has just been having my best friends to do everything with, you know, the companion that is with you for everything. It's one, it's funny, you know, although it's my favorite thing, it is one thing that you can take for granted really easily. It's something that you long for when you're single to have that companion, to have someone to experience the highs and lows of life with. And then you can tend to take it for granted, but it really does live up to everything that I anticipated that it would be to have someone there who not only who knows you the most, right? So like the the good things, the bad things, there's also your biggest champion is celebrating all, you know, the first one to celebrate with you, the first one to, to console you when things are hard, the person to experience the fun things of life with you, to do the mundane things of life with you. It's just, it makes life really, really sweet, 
you know, I had a really great single season and I loved that and I cherished that season, but man, it's just been really special to have someone who, you know, is, is completely different than me to do life with and to experience life with and, um, and love me in the same way that I love them. So yeah, it's been awesome just to have that, that life companion and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say my favorite part of marriage, I think, is probably just the fact, and it, this is funny because I like this because it's also challenging, which is hilarious. I kind of like a good challenge, but I like that there's somebody constantly there who is making me better by having to put up a mirror to myself every day. Like, it's so hard for sure in moments because you are constantly having to kind of be like, wow, why did I respond like that? Why did I say that in that way? Why did I do that thing? And when it's just you, you can kind of get away with more stuff and almost get away with a little bit more junk in your heart and junk in your choices. And I think when you're married to somebody, there is somebody who is in your presence who is going to experience when you're having a bad day or when you are kind of just feeling a little bit more feisty or not as kind or not as forgiving. And I think that just in the five months that we've been married, it's been really sweet and really fun to have somebody who is holding me accountable to the woman that I want to be and kind of pushes me back on those things and challenges me in those things. And so I really actually love that. And it's been really fun to kind of have that in marriage. So I think that's been my one of my favorite things. And then one of the other questions I asked was what's been one of the most surprising things. And I can go first on that one. So one of the surprising things for me in marriage, honestly, was I have always been super independent. And I was always that girl at sleepovers in middle school, elementary school, high school, who couldn't wait for my friends to go home. Like I would always get sick of my friends and I would love them to death, but just kind of always needed my alone time and needed my space to kind of refuel and and be ready to hang out with people again. And that was really who I was for a lot of my life. And so even when I thought about you know, marriage and being with Tyler day in and day out, I was like, oh no, I hope I don't get over being with him or I hope I don't get annoyed with him easily and just need space. And I can tell you, we can spend so much time together and it feels like never enough. I always crave more time with him. I always wish we had more time together. And so that has just been really sweet and really cool and surprising because I really feel like God has kind of made a way in my heart for that. And created I don't know just created this thing in me that hasn't been there for other people and so I think that's been really like sweet and special that we just love to spend time together and that was rare for me when it came to just some other relationships in my life so that's been really special so what about you what's been a big surprise that was a really positive thing (laughs) well mine's my favorite thing was a little more negative so that's why I spun positive it does not have to be positive So the first thing that came to my mind when thinking about this question, so for for context for me, I'm from Cincinnati. Mac and I, you know our story, we were long distance when we first met. I moved from Cincinnati to Charlotte to get engaged, get married, and you know, we're currently living here in Charlotte. And it's the first time I've ever been away from home. I went away to college, but away was 30 minutes from home. Mm -hmm. You know, it was 30 minutes down the road from where I grew up. My whole family is in Cincinnati and you know, truthfully, deciding to move, pursuing this relationship, although I'm very close with my family, love them to death, crave being around them, I'm also very independent. Never felt like I was homesick, felt very comfortable being at college. My parents, for two years while I was in school, moved to Nashville and I kind of liked it. I, not because that they were away, I just liked visiting them in Nashville. And, you know, it didn't necessarily mean that I saw them a ton less. I was able to make trips down, but I, you know, I just am generally independent. So I didn't think that it would be that hard for me to move away, you know, to pursue this relationship, to get married, for something to become so important. And it's been surprising at how hard it's been for me, how hard it's been to um, more than just my family, but to really pick up everything and start new. 
I had a ministry, you know, through Young Life. I was committed to my local church. I had amazing community of friends. I was just known. The area was familiar to me and had a job that I loved, coworkers that I loved, and left all of it to start completely new. And I was excited about it, completely confident that that's what we were supposed to do. Um, And it just ended up being a little bit harder than I anticipated. Not ever bad. Never once did I doubt that I, that we did the wrong thing. It just was a lot harder and, and surprising as to the challenges that it brought. You know, certainly some created some insecurities between Mac and I that, you know, have been good for us to communicate about and, and learn from and grow in, but certainly has been a little bit harder than anticipated. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just real. Just for us, we had such different dynamics with the long distance and kind of one of us having to move. Uh, So, okay, so another question that we got was, how do you connect with God together? And I thought this is a good question because, like we said, we're only five months into marriage, and I feel like we're really still figuring this out. I feel like we do not have this awesome, amazing, perfect routine. And I think that's something that's actually kind of been sweet and cool in two ways. Number one, I think that, gosh, like blending spiritual relationships is not easy. And it shouldn't be easy in a lot of ways. It's very weighty and it's very important. And I think that if I would have imagined myself in my single days, I would have thought, oh my goodness, my husband and I, we're going to do all of these things together. And it's funny how easy it can be to dream about those things and then putting them into practice is actually a lot harder. And I think that's something that we're still kind of figuring out what that looks like for us as a couple just as we continue to try to follow Jesus as individuals, because sometimes just following Jesus as an individual is hard and challenging. And so I think that we're still kind of in that season of figuring out what that looks like for us. And so I'll say at some moments it kind of feels unnatural, maybe, because we're still figuring it out. Uh, But there are definitely some things that have been sweet moments for us. We have like a little Devo that sits on our coffee table and some mornings, I'll always sit on the couch and do my quiet time in the mornings. And sometimes Tyler joins me on the couch and there's occasions where maybe like once every couple of weeks we'll stop and do that little devotional together. And that's always really sweet and creates awesome conversations. And then I think just actively showing up in each other's lives every day, talking about, hey, what's God doing in you these days? Like, what's he teaching you? What are you learning? What are you struggling with? I feel like we try to just have intentional conversations always. And that's such a huge part of our lives as individuals, just in the ways that we do ministry and community and friendships. We actually just joined a small group together. It's like, it's not just couples, but a lot of couples in it. And that's been really cool. And yeah, I think we're still growing and learning what it looks like. So yeah, I don't know that I really have anything to add. I think you said it, you know, we're (laughs) I absolutely do not feel like equipped to give advice here because it's definitely something that I am feeling like we need to actively pursue, (laughs) you know, wisdom. It's really just figuring it out, right? I mean, marriage is so new. I mean, there's so many things that you have to learn and this is totally one of them. You know, again, super busy, a lot of dynamics that change. So even following Jesus on your own, your individual walk is is really different and unique. So I think one thing that is really practical that it, that it does make a big difference is just being intentional about praying with one another. You know, that's something that when we when we do it, I think it really affects the both of us positively and and how close we feel and the intimacy we feel with with God and with one another and then when we don't I think I can feel it you know so I think if there's one thing with that within that realm that would be you know something that has been really really big for us yeah for sure okay so the people want to know how is it going making couple friends or making friends in Charlotte I've talked about this on the podcast before that we are in pursuit mm. of those friendships. So how do you think it's going? Yeah, I mean, we have developed just great empathy for people moving <laughs> to moving to new cities, trying to make a couple of friends. We're both pretty outgoing people. We're uh, relational, not afraid to talk to people. And it's been a challenge. Uh, not, that's another thing that's been pretty surprising, right, is like how long it's taken to make friends. The more people I talk with, the more 
affirmed I've, I've felt in, in the amount of time that it's taking. Cause I've only been here, you know, me personally, I've only been here a little over a year and that's a, not even half of that has been us actually being married. So, you know, really affirmed in that, that we're not certainly not alone and we're fine. Just need to be patient. But God has been with our little bit of obedience. God has been way, way, way faithful and just created, even as of late, you know, created just some really awesome opportunities. I've met a lot of really great guys here in Charlotte and, you know, never really know what that's going to look like long term. But I know that I look forward to seeing people and that that just wasn't the case for so long. Mac was my only friend. There was not even someone that I really even knew. And now I have people that I look forward to hanging out with each week. So it's been a challenge, but God is really faithful when we just put ourselves out there and say yes to things and and go for it. But yeah, it's been a challenge. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think for us, we'll talk about his friends, but I think for us, we we have a small group that we joined that's been awesome. We're kind of just in the baby stages of it, but it's been really great. And a couple other like just great groups of people that have been really sweet and reached out to us and been super intentional about inviting us to things. I think I forget how long it takes, even when you meet the people, how long it takes to develop the type of friendships that I have in other places. And then I remember, oh my goodness, I've had those friendships for like 10 years. So it makes sense. And so I think just building friendships and especially adult friendships and couple friendships, all those things, it's so much harder than just finding someone that you have fun with. It really takes a lot of intentionality and kind of the long game. You kind of got to just invest and be like, all right, we're going all in and we're going to just continue to pursue these people, even when at times it feels awkward and weird and like we're begging people to hang out with us. So, And if you want to have it easy going making couple friends, don't have a six-year age gap (laughs) it makes things complicated yeah we have some we have some funny things with the age gap when it comes to making friends but yeah it's so true okay so i feel like we answered a few questions on marriage there's a lot more here but we've already talked for way too long way too long so we're gonna cut it here but You guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for just being a part of this community. Tyler, thank you for being on the podcast and sharing so much with the For The Girl fam. We'll have to do more of these in the future. But get excited because next week, we are starting our In My Feels series, and I am so, so excited to dig into this content with you guys. If you have not pre-ordered a book yet, please, please do that. Because if you order before October 3rd, which is when the books officially come out, then you actually get a fun little freebie. It's a cute little bracelet. And we just, on the day of that release, want to be shipping out these studies to women all over the place. And we would love, love, love to get to send one your way. So head to our website, forthegirl.com, pre-order the study, pre-order the Devo companion book, And then tune in next Tuesday for the first In My Feels podcast episode where we're going to be digging into our first core emotion, and that is hurt. Tyler, you ever felt hurt before? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Probably by me many a times, guys. That's real. Uh, Okay, guys. Well, we love you all so much, and I will see you next week.